If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck Sexton. My main man, Clay Travis, right here with me in studio in Nashville, Tennessee. Clayandbuck.com, the website for news stories that we are talking about all day today. Plus, you can call in. We'll take some calls. End of this hour on critical race theory and the school board uprising, so to speak, in Virginia. 800-282-2882. Make sure you follow Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Parlor if you're on Parlor. And now we get into the rebellion of parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, a place I know pretty well from time that I've worked in Northern Virginia for the federal government, Langley. Uh, Loudoun County, pretty close by. And you had, well... I think one of the best ways to explain what's going on, there's a rebellion against CRT. There are people who are greatly upset at both the transgender policies as well as some of the critical race theory instruction. Here's a a sense of what's going on, what's being said. Let's play cut 10. Everything (laughs) I thought about how I existed in my white body in the world was very wrong. We're unpacking wrong things that we've been taught in history class. There's a period of deep shame for being white and for acknowledging the harm that our ancestors have caused. White accountability groups are really helpful in terms of having a place to process, having a group of people whose responsibility it is to call me on things or to challenge me. The more you kind of dive into that, the more I'm really realizing how deeply rooted racism is into like my everyday thought process. No matter how much you work at that, there's still even almost more work to be done. So this is some of the 
of the left wing theory around CRT. We'll get into the the parents uh, and and the Loudoun County rebellion, Clay. But this is actually from a the Washington Post had a video out that was talking about white accountability groups. I so we talked about the fact that over half of Americans have been born since 1981. I went buck to public school in Nashville, Tennessee, K through 12, integrated public schools. And I'm wondering, as I sit and I listen to these kind of clips, what am I accountable for? What In the grand scheme of things here, what am I supposed to be apologetic for? Moreover, I'm at least 42. I was born around 1980. 1979 to be exact. But what are my kids accountable for? And that's what these parents that we're going to hear from in uh, in Virginia are talking about right now, Buck. They're raising, I think, legitimate questions about young kids being instructed that because they happen to be born white, they are racist, or because they happen to be born black, they are victims. Long before they even have come to understand very much about themselves at all. And ultimately, what this critical race theory is designed to do is destroy the basis for American exceptionalism. That's really what it is, right? Because if America is not an exceptional exceptional democratic country, which people are dying in to get to every day, Buck, then all of our institutions can be torn down and destroyed because at their root, as critical race theory would argue, they are not worthy of protection because all of our founding documents, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, according to critical race theory and according to this ridiculous 1619 project, all of it is rooted so despicably in racism that none of it can be supported any longer. Undermining key documents, foundational concepts of America. If you were a radical revolutionary leftist, that would be a really useful thing to do. If you wanted, dare I say, fundamental transformation of this republic, it would be very helpful to get rid of not just our uh, the, the shared bonds of our history, but also some of the institutions, namely the Constitution and others, that uh, that keep us on the same a bunch page. of old white guys were involved in buck that's what the critical race theorists would tell us and therefore we don't need to care what those people think so the white accountability groups video was put uh, was put out that we played for you just a moment ago from the washington post on friday as part of its series the new normal and those are some of the basic critical race theory concepts in action which is that you have to confront your whiteness you have to essentially to your point about what's the responsibility here embrace intersectionality this is the the left wing framework for a, a interlocking oppression all throughout our society it's there is a hierarchy some people are oppressed some people are victimizers and we have to always take that into account and it doesn't matter what your individual actions are in a sense this eradicates individual morality and actually agency because if you are, to your point about your kids, if you're responsible for something you did not do, have no hand in, and they can't even point to an action that contributes to that you have done as a person, what are you? If we're all collectively guilty, no one's really guilty is how this all starts to break down.
And what it is is so myopic in many ways, however, because it only focuses on a relatively small part of human history. Because if you are actually interested in world history, what is fascinating to me about American life and existence is what a tiny pinprick we are of the overall world history. And ironically, with the whole 1619 project, I know you're a history guy too, Buck. 1619, we were British colonies. If you're really fired up about reparations, and no one ever makes this argument, but I do think it's a fascinating one from a historical and logic perspective, the United States, as an independent nation, only had slavery for 80 years. 1783, when we won our independence from England, to 1863, when the Emancipation Proclamation was officially taking effect. 80 years. So 1619 up to 1783, if you're angry about that, hey, that's Britain. Go get reparations from them. You got an 80-year window, but since 1863, pretty long window now, there has been no slavery in the United States. So we're talking from 1619 all the way up to the present day, about 80 years when the United States of America had slavery, and even then, it wasn't in every state. To give you a sense of how radical the left-wing argument on this can become, they'll even start to say that because it's more that that oppression is more invisible and more passive and you have more subconscious racism we have to work even harder to eradicate it because it's everywhere and it's omnipresent don't you see it may be at a low level it's almost like a virus that's freely floating in the air but somehow they can't tell us who's actually getting sick or who's responsible for it this is the way that they they get they are able to continue with the crt rhetoric i, I did want to have uh, rachel pisani who was on uh, fox and friends in the morning who's one of the parents at loudon county to bring us back to the loudon county crt rebellion here is how she describes what her kids actually get taught in school at this school board meeting they had a big fight about it we'll get into it here's what she says the parent protest won't stop i mean we are an army of moms and parents that will not stop until we're heard so they can mute our mics they can arrest us they can kick us off of public property we're not going to stop they will fire any teacher that is not culturally in agreement with the school board and their tactics this is insanity in America. This isn't freedom of speech, not freedom of religion. It's racism, and it's cloaked in socialism. Well said. And I would point out this as well, Buck, and what you were just talking about and what she is talking about in Virginia and what is going on all over this country. There has been a big shift, and you're seeing it in the talking points, which is very Orwellian. I had a good friend of mine from law school recently. She said, you know, you really need to go back and read 1984 again. Because a lot of people talk Orwellian. They use that adjective, Buck, to kind of describe what things are going on. But most of us are thinking about what we may recall from reading that book in high school or when we were younger. And so I recently went back and started to read that book. Same thing with Fahrenheit 451. So much of it, and frankly, if you want to read Animal Farm as well, so much of it is about changing what basic words mean and the one that goes to the essence of this with critical race theory, and you're seeing it happen, pay attention to how often you're seeing this now. For most of my life, Buck, we talked about equality in America. What we sought was equality. Now, equality is a difficult goal to reach because we're all fundamentally different in many different ways. We all have different attributes. We all have different flaws. 
So equality is an aspirational goal. So what we are seeking is equality from the government. In other words, the government treats everyone equal. Now what you're seeing, and it's only happened in like the last year, everybody's seeking equity, which is something that is vastly different than equality. Equity is about charging people and making them pay a price for something they may have nothing to do with at all. And I want all of you out there with us talking about this conversation. Start to pay a cent. Buck, have you noticed that? Of course. The change from equality to equity? I think it's so seductive in the way that the talking points changed. And I think those words are similar enough that people don't focus on it as much. But CRT is about equity, not equality. Even the expansion of what we were talking about yesterday, white supremacy, everything, everything. It used to be white supremacy as a term was universally understood in America as hateful, neo-Nazi, active, racist, bad people who KKK burning the the, the, the cross in people's yards. That was white supremacy. They were on the fringes, rightly so, of society, a tiny, tiny percentage overall of the American people. And yet now, because of the association of white supremacy, very, and rightfully so, very bad, now they've said, well, college admissions can be white supremacy. And these other, and, and that then forces, in the same Orwellian uh, word game fashion, it forces people to defend what the left has now decided falls under this umbrella of white supremacy. What, what do you mean that you don't want there to be equity in hiring? Don't you want to, don't you want to dismantle structures of, White supremacy. It's it's a trick, but it's a very effective one. By the way, just one more very clear example of this, Clay. We've gone because we talked uh, about immigration today. We've gone from illegal alien, the official federal government term in the U.S. legal code, to then it became more illegal immigrant, to then it became undocumented. Right. That's an important shift as well. Because they don't want to, they don't want the term to actually reflect illegality, even though that's what we're talking about. All you got to do with the undocumented is give them documents. That's all that it has. Amnesty is the solution, you see. There's no problem anymore. It's, it's downright terrifying when you think about it. And I know that many of our listeners are out there thinking about it on a daily basis. And I think about this from the perspective of a parent, because I've already been through school. I went to public school K through 12 for better or worse, but I think a lot about what my kids are being taught and what they are being taught about American history. And to me, as a nation, we have to ensure that we have a universal narrative that we can all believe in. And America as the shining city on the hill was what I grew up in my multiracial school studying. And now we're hearing oppressor, victimization, equity, the, the Loudoun County School uh, Superintendent declared a meeting. Uh, just this this was just in the last twenty four hours. Declared a meeting, an unlawful assembly. There were actually we're getting to the point now, Clay. This is why I'm using the term rebellion. Where parents are getting arrested over this because they insist on having their voices heard, and education bureaucrats don't want to hear it. They prefer the situation of uh, of the right just being silent and allowing this to happen it's insane it's ridiculous we're going to continue to break it down but in the meantime i want you guys to know the tunnel to towers foundation helps us keep our commitment to never forget this year the foundation's honoring gold star and fallen first responder families with young children 
and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes. Chairman and CEO Frank Siller is paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, the month of August through 9-11. And again, I know for a lot of you out there, it's hard to believe. It has been 20 years come 9-11 since that awful day in New York City. 20 years, a generation. Towers of light are to shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. The names of those we lost to 9-11 related illnesses are also being read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of those we lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help ensure that America never forgets. Donate $11 a month. It's just $11 to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Your antidote to the cancel culture. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, rolling through the Wednesday edition of the program. Uh, loaded lines, as typically the case. Uh, we want to get a couple of your calls in here. We appreciate all the support. 800-282-2882. Uh, let's go to Travis in Sarasota. What you got for us? Hey, Buck. Hey, Travis. Um, long-time Rush listener. I miss him uh, like you wouldn't believe. Um, but I also think you guys should include Ann Coulter on the show a little bit. Ann's a good friend of mine, so that's no problem. Buck actually <laughs> told me that we were going to do that at some point, so uh, she will be a uh, she'll be on the show. We start having guests. We're not going to have guests this week. We're just going to hang out with you guys, but we will have guests going forward. <laughs> awesome, awesome. She's great. Um, no, I just wanted to call. I, I think our obsession with critical race theory um, is a little silly because I'm a teacher here in Sarasota, Florida, and the curriculum is already chock full of what is called uh, post-colonialism, subaltern theory, uh, and Marxism, and all of it. What do you teach, Travis? Structure. I teach world history. And so you're saying the structure of the uh, of the what you are teaching in Florida has already been dictated to uh, to basically be getting to many of the things that are driving people crazy about critical race theory. And yet, Travis, just so I'm clear, are you saying that we're – we're too obsessed. It seems like you're telling us to be more obsessed with it. So why, why, as conservatives, what, what are you? What's your, we're, we're what's your beef? We're targeting the trendy critical race theory when it's just critical race theory is just a combination of uh, things that are already saturated okay. in the textbook. So, so you're you're the saying CRT learn. is the is the shiny object of the left wing indoctrination that's occurring in the school curriculum in a much more uh, I'm not going to keep using the word systematic today, I hope, but a much more top-to-bottom fashion, right? So that's that's what you're telling us. Basically, Travis, you're here to say... We're all screwed. Oh, yeah, it's even worse than we thought. Well, for years. I mean, for 30 years. <laughs> so, yes, okay. I'm right now. Uh, I mean, Travis, what would, happen, what would happen if you push back? Just give it, as a teacher, what would happen if you push back on some of that? <laughs> I'm totally in the closet uh, as a teacher. We have an underground, <laughs> we have an underground you know, Trump supporters and... Republicans around campus, but uh, we don't we don't let that that out too often. Well, that's the the good news is you can hang out with 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 Buck and Clay here every day, and our and our 
cave, so to yes. speak, our, our freedom, freedom bunker or cave. So uh, you're, you're good to go with us right here, man. And, you know, we, we should, uh, Clay, we'll take some more folks on this because I know it's a it's a topic that gets a lot of people fired up. But also we got the big Ron DeSantis thing you're going to tell everybody about in just a few moments here. He's taking action. Yeah, we're going to play a clip from Ron DeSantis fighting a battle. But first, we got to tell you, you don't have to give big tech websites access to your data. That's why I choose to protect my online activity by using ExpressVPN. This is a big deal because you are able to protect yourself using anonymity so that you don't get taken advantage of. They encrypt 100% of your data and it's easy to use. They've got a great ExpressVPN app. You tap one button on your phone or computer and you are protected, Buck Sexton. Take back your online privacy with the VPN that we trust here. Uh, expressvpn.com slash clay and buck that's the website you go to by visiting this link you'll get an extra three months of express vpn service for free on a one-year package so we're getting you a great deal and we're giving you back we're giving you back the ability to have privacy online expressvpn.com slash clay and buck for three months free on a one-year package You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's GovX.com and join a community of more than eight and a half million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, When you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. 
or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured. And our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Want to let you know you can always find the show at ClayandBuck.com. All the different segments. Make sure that you download the podcast. We are killing it in the podcast rankings. I would always prefer being better. We're top five. I would like to be number one. You can search out Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. You can go subscribe, rate us. You can follow the show at Clay and Buck on Twitter. And we're all over Facebook as well. All of those places, even Instagram, which I barely understand. My kids tell me I should spend more time there. Uh, We've been talking a lot about the defund the police movement. I have made the maybe too optimistic argument, Buck, that you don't necessarily buy into that I think the New York City mayoral race killed the defund the police argument you think it might be zombified it's it's a it's a shot in the bow so to speak yes. it's not a really even across the bow but i don't know if i look i would i didn't place a bet it's not gone forever i'm not even sure it's gone for now but it's hurting right now it is on the ropes taking some body blows maybe getting a standing eight count if you're a boxing fan uh and rush limbaugh talked a lot about defunding the police. I think he would agree with much of what we have said, but let's go ahead and let you hear from him about the absurdity of this decision. Folks, I got to tell you, the level of incompetence at some of the formerly most trustworthy, reliable institutions is one of the greatest elements of this country's... We used to be able to count on things. There used to be institutions that were reliable you trusted the people in them you trusted when they came out and said something you especially if they were focused on public safety and now that trust it just isn't there and the answer the reason why is not that complicated it is liberal political corruption of these institutions that has led to all this now you've got people questioning what they hear about it like for example the left is serious about defunding police departments. But yet there's a poll out that shows most people don't think that's what they really mean. They do mean it. People don't believe that the left is serious about defunding the cops. Well, they are terribly mistaken. The anti-police are not shy about it. Black Lives Matter says on its website it wants to defund the police to invest in communities. They're dead serious about defunding the police and replacing the police with themselves, social workers or what have you. We've talked about how many cities and towns are planning to send social workers to respond to nonviolent emergency calls instead of the cops. And I have told you, I have warned everybody that this is a way for the left to infiltrate 
normally conservative police departments with progressives, social workers, left-wing, sandal-wearing, Birkenstock-clad, long-haired, maggot-infested, no underarm deodorant, little socialist daycare workers running into your house pretending to be cops. I mean, who's more progressive than social workers? Never mind that it means social workers going to have to deal with drug addicts and the mentally ill. And believe me, those kinds of people can become violent without warning at any time. This is going to lead to the death of social workers. It's going to lead to massive lawsuits against uh, cities and towns. I think that the, the key here that Rush is, is getting at, Clay, is that we should take the left at their word and then understand that once enough people figure out what their real plan is, what the left's actual plan when it comes to police, then they start to play these games and we should make sure we understand that there's dishonesty going on. Defund the police, a perfect example. They say they want to defund the police. It starts to happen. And then when the when the backlash, when the counter-revolution, in a sense, gets underway, they start to say, well, we don't really mean defund police. We, we mean reimagine police they have these different terms that all of a sudden come out and and that's just meant to deal with the news cycle and the public's attention and try to make it so it's not as clear as it should be in the public's mind generally speaking that in places like minneapolis and austin and new york and you know name a city there are a lot of them out there um, where there was at least a consideration of defunding, if not an actual removal of, of dollars from the budget. And we need to see right now, we, we need to make sure that everyone sees that this resulted in real. you know, sometimes we talk about politics and, you know, Clay, it's the marginal tax rate or it's foreign policy that doesn't really affect anybody here, but we'd like there to be some agreement somewhere between third parties, whatever. This matters to all of us, to everyone, that your streets are safe, that law enforcement is supported, that people know that the police are essential to their safety. And, you know, especially state and local law enforcement, they come from the communities they serve. They're your neighbors. They want the streets. They want uh, the neighborhoods to be as safe as anybody else. And it's their job to do so. Undermining them what I always say about the BLM movement just makes everything worse for everyone, actually. It creates more tension and more distrust on both sides. And the result of tension and distrust is more issues. Remember, if everyone in every viral police interaction video had immediately complied with the police, they don't get escalated to the next level. And that's what so fires me up about so many different athletes. If they would encourage compliance with police then we would have less violence in the streets, period. But the idea that police are creating violence, what you're seeing is they're preventing it because as they're retiring, as they're being defunded, as they are being disrespected, the crime rates are skyrocketing all over the country. And even Joe Biden is acknowledging it now. And we'll talk about that some with you guys tomorrow. But when we come back in a moment, we're going to talk about Ron DeSantis and the punches that he is throwing in the state of Florida. But first, Buck, what you got for me? We love the family dog, Tallulah. We want to make sure she's with us for a long time in the uh, Sexton household. She's a little Frenchy. She can be a little snooty sometimes, but we want to get her the best food we possibly can. That's why we give her Rough Greens. Now, look, understand this. Rough Greens is not actually dog food. So whatever your dog food is, whether it's the super fancy stuff that should be uh, delivered to your dog by a guy uh, who's like a, you know, a server 
or if you're just whatever you get in the grocery store, you add rough greens in to the dog food. Okay, it's a healthy supplement you put into your dog's food that has the live nutrients that are necessary for superior dog health, because the usual dog food doesn't have this stuff in it. And it's going to mean so much for your furry friend if they actually have this added in. Simply put, Rough Greens, this is what you need. Rough Greens is the head-to-tail nutrition that your furry friend has been missing. Your dog can't make this decision for himself or herself, so you have to add Rough Greens into your dog's food. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love Rough Greens and be healthier and happier as a result, they've worked out a special deal for listeners to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Go to Rough Greens. It's R-U-F-F. So you got to spell it right. Roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. And they're going to give you the first bag free. You heard us right. That's that's what you have to do. Go to the website right now. Roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. All you have to do is cover shipping and your free bag of Rough Greens will be on its way to your home. R-U-F-F. Roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Saxton Show. I am Buck Saxton. Mr. Clay Travis here right with me. And we are, I cannot believe, at the latter part already of the show. We usually try to do something that's a little bit uh, positive, uplifting. You know, get, let's give us all hope, especially these days. You got this crazy Democrat administration, a lot of things you could uh, complain about. And, and I will, by the way, sometimes be complaining about how bad Joe Biden's policies are. But I also want to point to the good stuff. As does Clay, Governor Ron DeSantis. He he is at this point, it's like he just keeps doing not just victory laps, but he's spiking the football, running up into the stands and kissing the opposing quarterback's girlfriend. <laughs> that'd be a hell of a play. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> next level. You know, I love, I'm ready for football season, by the way, to be back. But if we had a celebration of... We're scoring the winning ga- uh, the winning games, uh, the winning touchdown, and then sprinting into the crowd to make out with the opposing quarterback's uh, girlfriend. That would be a next-level brawl that I would love to see. That's what we need in Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan. The uh, th- That level of, uh, of, of anger and discord I would really embrace. So here's what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida. He is pushing, not assigned now, uh, a bill that would teach kids about the evils of authoritarian, totalitarian, communist ideology. Play it. I put in a civics requirement in 2019 for high schools. We're expanding that to include discussions of the evils of communism and totalitarianism. And then also we're creating a Patriot Museum, Patriot Library, where we have stories of Floridians who fled from communist regimes, from Cuba, from Nicaragua, from Venezuela, and and beyond. And so this will show the effect that these bad policies had on people's freedoms and livelihoods and, and their families, many of them in South Florida, for example, lost family members to communism. I think it's important that we get this in the classroom and provide an honest assessment of what this totalitarian ideology has done for the last hundred plus years. I love this, and I love that he also ties it into the, he's referring to the the, the Cuban community primarily in South Florida Play and what they had to flee. I, I have uh, friends. I even have a friend who is at the Bay of Pigs um, who really understand in very visceral, very clear terms what totalitarianism does to people, what it means. And I will say some of my some of the, the most patriotic 
Americans I've ever met are people who fled totalitarian governments, came here and joined our American family. They love this place. What's funny, first of all, Ron DeSantis continues to win. I was texting during the show with one of my friends from law school whose family is Cuban and lives in South Florida. And we texted a lot during the course of the 2020 presidential campaign. And one of the storylines that does not get enough attention is the massive amount of support in the Hispanic community that Donald Trump got. Cuban, Venezuelan, people who have fled socialist governments and know what socialism actually represents. And so I give credit to Ron DeSantis because, again, there's lots of people. Lots of Americans who take for granted what democracy and freedom truly represents. And this is why so many people who come to this country are dying to get here. Because they know what it's like not to have freedom of speech. Not to have the ability to say what they really believe. And also to trust the institutions of government to protect them from that government. And so... If we don't allow the the evils of communism and socialism, if we don't allow those stories to be told, then we are failing the younger generation. We just had that caller from Sarasota, Travis, who said, you got to be careful and you guys don't have any clue what's actually being taught to our kids. we got to punch back. And this, to me, is just indicative of what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida, which is a larger microcosm of the world as a whole in the United States. The reason why he's having such success there is because he's touching on a variety of these different subjects, not just in a symbolic way, but in a substantive way. And I would say my my friend, uh, author and political consultant Ryan Gerdusky had a had a great tweet where he said, Governor DeSantis, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was Governor DeSantis makes you wonder what all the other Republican governors have been doing all this time. And he's taking action instead of just I, I think there was a, a lot of you know Republicans for a while here um, got used to one Trump carrying a lot of the of the load in the, in the media for them, but also that they could just say, well, I would do all these great things if only when DeSantis is showing that if you're the governor of a state, there's a, even when the federal government's in Democrat hands, there's a lot you can do. To make some of these things better. And, and then one, one other uh, thought I have about this, Clay, is that there's a recognition now on the right. And this is why Ron DeSantis, it, 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 this fills a number of, of important holes, what he's doing. There's a recognition on the right that when you're talking about school curriculum, there is no vacuum. This is not, this is not creating a free speech playing field or these concepts of, of a, of a neutrality that can never really exist. What should we be teaching kids in school? We've largely, and that caller, great caller we had from Florida actually yes. was saying, it's not even just CRT, it's all across the curriculum. Why should we see that? They're going to be taught something, right? There, there's no there's no vacuum situation here. So why shouldn't the right say, we have things that we would like to be taught in schools? Well, and I think this goes to a lot of parents recognizing what their kids are being taught because of COVID, where suddenly you're more privy to what's going on because of the remote learning and you're more involved in your kids instruction. What I would also point out about you're talking about the state governors. Thank God for federalism as it pertains to covid. And you talk about Greg Abbott in Texas and Ron DeSantis to me in Florida. Both of those guys, if you compare what they did in Texas and Florida with what Cuomo did in New York and what Gavin Newsom did in California, if we didn't have federalism in place, 
I think we might all still be locked down because DeSantis and Abbott looked at the data and said, we're going to open up our states. And that's why I like both of these guys, because despite all of the attacks, Cuomo and Newsom never looked at the data. They curled up in the fetal position and they listened to the Fauci's of the world. And what I believe these astute Republican governors are recognizing is there's a lot of fluff that happens every day on social media. Donald Trump, I think a lot of times got caught up in that fluff. I think a lot of people would have said, hey, tweet less. I love what your policies are, but we don't need all the distractions every day. To me, what some of these Republican governors are taking a lesson from Trump on is we need to fight, but we need to fight strategically. And the clip we just played of Ron DeSantis is very strong evidence of that. I hope other governors and I think they are, I would note, Governor Abbott of Texas, who was I give him on the pandemic. Uh, well, what, what do you give Abbott on the pa- uh, for pandemic response? So I would give uh, DeSantis an A, right? Of a course. Plus. Best of best of anybody best in, in the, the country. country. I would give I would give uh, Greg Abbott a solid A minus. Wow. Like I don't think that he was an A plus, but I think look, and I'm using for instance, he was the first guy who had a full stadium. They they opened up seventy thousand people. I'm looking at it a lot from the sports perspective, getting back to normalcy. The Texas Rangers. He drove a lot of that, but he did a lot of extra credit homework at the end, Clay. Because if you go earlier. There were, Texas was pretty locked down for a while. And, some of the you, some of the cities of uh, of the state of Texas locked down. And I bring this up not just because I want to give Governor Abbott a, I'd give him a B minus, a maybe B minus, maybe a B. Well, relative uh, as a Republican okay. governor, not, I, not I'm judging. I'm judging across, across the board. board. Okay, there's 50 different. governors. To me, DeSantis is one of all 50 governors. And I think certainly you'd have to put Greg Abbott, given the size of the state, in the top five top, or six. I would even, I would even be, I would even say top three. I'm yeah. just being a harsh grader here because I, I, I feel like we have to have some accountability. That is a brutal B minus is a brutal you know, grade. I want him to do a little more, you know, a little more homework. I want him to do a little bit better going forward. But look, it was, it was because of DeSantis that Abbott realized we got to start thinking for ourselves and actually looking at the data as a state, which had, a, to your point, an enormous positive effect on Otherwise, other states. We're still locked down. I mean, this is, in a sense, a preview of what we could talk about a little bit tomorrow, Clay. Fauci's not done. Fauciism is not gone. He's still, as of today, maybe we'll play some of this for folks tomorrow, talking about variants, talking about the lack of full vaccination, all this stuff. So we're not we're not out of the woods on that. We should also talk about vaccines tomorrow. We didn't get to that today, but there's some new information that's interesting. Clayandbuck.com is the website, folks. Follow Clay Travis on Twitter and Facebook. Follow Buck Sexton as well. Always an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be here with you. We'll be back tomorrow, 12 Eastern, coast to coast on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Send us your thoughts also. Please tell us what you think about the show, what you want to hear. Twitter, Facebook, wherever you do it. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. 
savings for those who serve. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.